We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. This is the 5 Reasons Sports Network. Miami Sports On Demand. We now have 15 podcasts in the network covering every professional sports team in South Florida and much more, all absolutely free. Find all of our shows on iTunes, Google Podcasts, or Podbean. If you just can't get enough, become a member of our patron feed and you'll get even more exclusive content. Here's a sneak peek of what you'll hear on the upcoming episode of our newest show, The Chamber Podcast. We're now joined by Dr. Peter Marciante. There's a local sports team down here hampered by injuries right now. If a team is ravaged by injuries, how much do you put of that into the training staff and the physical therapist? Unfortunately, I put a lot on it. Now what they've done is they've they've blocked out all external doctors to have total control, and I'm not sure it's working that well but there needs to be a little bit more freedom and guys need to be also take charge in, in their own health care they can't just go to a team who's trying to manage 100 players if you're interested in advertising your business on any of our podcasts reach out to us at number five reasons sports on twitter to stay up to date with all of our shows enter five reasons in your search bar and then hit subscribe Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Heat Beat Podcast. I'm your host, Giancarlo Navas. And with me today on this special reaction podcast, we have our producer and co-founder, Mr. Brian Goins. What's up? Uh, we have our statistician and Photoshopper, Christian Hernandez. What's up? And we have our professional screw-up, as always, Alex Toledo. What's going on? I say Toledo, it's Toledo. I whitewash you. Wait, really? 
Yeah, it's his, yeah. Alex is Cuban. It's uh, Alex Toledo. It's not Toledo. I don't know why I whitewash his name. That's the name of the school. The school's called Toledo. <laughs> no, that's what Americans say. That's why. I, also, Amarillo, Texas, is really Amarillo, right. Texas. Brian's with the innocent, with the innocent voice. It's not Santa Clarita in California. It's Santa Clarita. Like not Los Angeles either. Yeah, exactly. It's not. It's like, you know, San Antonio. Not, this Wait, is funny not? though because like I don't think there's an issue with you know saying a Spanish word in like English and like your English tongue, you know, because. If you speak multiple languages, you kind of have a different way that you speak. So, like, I'll say, like, you know, a word in Spanish to, like, in English, like, you know, pescado. There's nothing, like, it's, you know, it's fun, whatever. I say that as, like, ironically. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, people get all weird about it. Yo si hablo ingles. Yo quiero ser tu abogado. Everyone's heard that. Everybody who's had the abuela watching Univision. And oh well, and also the radio ads, right? What's that guy's name? He's he's like a legend. He always does the. He's like a, he's a white Jewish dude. Looks like he had never been around Hispanic people until he moved to Miami. <laughs> oh, oh man, I know I know who, I know who you're talking about. Do you know who I'm talking about? Um, it's Carousel Stravagato. It's just yeah, it's but but like that's what I'm saying. Yeah, you'll hear said to Abogado. pretty well, and like he has a super hilarious accent, but. I'm gonna find out. I'm gonna text. I'm gonna text my dad. We're gonna do. We're, we're, we're gonna find this by the end of this special reaction podcast edition. And if you're listening, it's because you know that the Miami Heat defeated the Charlotte Hornets in Charlotte, or that obviously felt like a Heat game. Um, they the Heat smoked the Hornets in the fourth quarter. Although Charlotte kind of brought it back, but Miami went on a big run to create separation. And that game, you know, I think we were expecting it to feel like a playoff game. It it didn't really feel like a playoff game. It actually was a pretty fucking shitty basketball game that Miami won. And I'm just glad that they won because they, that was now they are in sole possession of the eighth seed. Uh, I, man, it's so sad that we're so I Gianni, found the guy. Johnny, that is a playoff game. Playoff games are shitty. They get, they're more about defense. And like, that's exactly that what That wasn't defense, dude. That was the heat missing. A, I mean, Wade was one for 10 at some point, And a lot of that was just at the rim, just missing shots in the paint. I'm not going to lie. I was in and out watching this game. I, we were trying out an air fryer tonight. And let me tell you, so far the results have been great. Uh, my girlfriend's probably going to bring in food in a little bit. And, well, you'll see. Only the best here by <laughs> Heat beat. I found the guy. Boy, I found the guy. What's the guy's name? Soy El Abogado Robert Rubenstein. Robert Rubenstein! Yes, there we go. legal. <laughs> That is amazing. I'm so happy. No, Robert Rubenstein, yo quiero ser tu abogado. Bro, we all, we all put our arms up in celebration. We were all so happy. If you're a Heat fan that's not in Miami and you're listening to this, you have no idea what's going on. That was such a Miami thing. Um, yeah, like the game, the game really sucked. I mean, the, 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 first, the first quarter felt good, right? So Miami's like, moving and grooving we're scoring we're getting points and then just the second quarter was woof and this team has a turnover issue that is going to prevent them from probably being any kind of like threat to people like significant threat just because like they, they just mass amount of turnovers and it's, it's so annoying I'm about to put that to the test. I'm looking it up. Where They're one of the most turnover teams. I think them, the Lakers, and Phoenix were oh, the last wow. time I checked. Gianni is actually correct about this. Per 36 minutes, the Heat are 25th in the league in turnovers at 11.4 per 36 minutes. Um, 
there's a lot of people right around there. And then dead last by a lot is the Hawks. Yeah, it was like the Hawks, Phoenix, the Lakers, and Miami was when I last checked. Because I, mean, I was curious about the, uh, the, seven, the 76ers are actually up there also. You know, and, and if you remember in the big three years, that was kind of the Pacers Achilles heel was they did not, they had a massive turnover issue in part because their guard play was not the best. Right. So yeah, like Paul George and stuff like that, but you, you know, George Hill doing a lot of the ball handling was not, you know, the most reliable guy to run your offense and Miami. I think Miami's thing is a bit of overambition. I know with Dwayne, it's always been the overambition in passing. And I like that justice has some of that. Um, but like a lot of guys just are a little overambitious with their passing. And I think that's where the issue comes from. I got a stat. Go. I'm stealing it from the Caius. He says he's going to save it for a story that he's writing tonight. Shout out to him and, and Leif for covering tonight's game in Charlotte. But he said that the Heat had the most amount of turnovers against the zone in the second quarter, and they had all season entering tonight. Did you guys see that, that uh, like zone's making a comeback league-wide? It's not just a Heat thing. It's like a lot of teams are doing it. Yeah, I saw that article that... Uh, yeah, who had the quote? Was it Popovich or something saying that teams don't know what to do with it? Yeah, it was Pop. Yeah. Dude, Kelly played 45 minutes tonight? He earned all 45. They're trying to make no, up he, for it. He was great, but I, I this is nice to see, though. Honestly, you know, when I tweet that Kelly Olenek, when the, the ball, the team should really kind of be focused around him, I'm actually not kidding around when I say that. I'm actually being serious. I feel like people think I'm joking. But especially when they're running him from, like, the elbow, I mean, his decision-making and his ability to do everything well makes him a really valuable weapon, at least offensively. And he's not as bad defensively as people think, which upsets me. We're going to get into that. But I, I would kind of, to piggyback off your point, when they run, I mean, Eric Spolstra is, like, which has always been weird to me as to why they didn't play him for like those two weeks. But Spo is a big dribble two handoff weeks, guy. Like two months. Yeah, dude, it was a while. And Kelly is like the dribble handoff master. Like they're obsessed with the dribble handoff. And that's Kelly's bread and butter, dribble handoff, fake and whatever. And then he's, you know, he, he can pass, he can shoot, he can dribble. He's a very good finisher and he's super crafty. Like, I love when they run those little elbow sets for him. And it's kind of, it kind of reminds me of Chris Bosch. They just used to like, when the offense was stagnating, it's like they would just do the Bosch on the elbow and they'll either fake a handoff or do the handoff and then run something like that. I mean, do, do you want to say, okay, I just, I just looked at the splits because you made a great point how he's obviously playing a ton more minutes now than he was just a few months ago. In January, he averaged 16 minutes per game over 12 games. Over 12 games. Jesus. That means that he was getting that every night. And now he's in March, in three games, he's averaging 34 minutes a game. He's shooting 57% from the field, 67% from three. He hasn't missed from the free throw line. They found their nine guys, right? So, like, if you just swap out Magruder for, for, uh, for Dragic, I think like that's the nine that they're going to go to war with in this March and then going forward to the playoffs. Yeah. Oh, by the way, Alenic, who doesn't play defense, he has averaging a steal and a block per game in March. <laughs> well, I guess it's only three games. But whatever, I'm sticking by it. So, so who are the nine guys? The nine guys. So they have, they have the starters, right? So they have, um, they have the kids, Olenek, Waiters, 
Wade, Dragic. Your starting unit is is waiters in the Linux still. Yeah, waiters, Olenek, Josh, Justice, and Bam. And then you have Wade, Dragic, Whiteside, Derek Jones Jr. Uh, and and that's it. That, that's that's your nine guys. That's what you go with. That's the rotation, right? So like that's it, it eliminates. They took out James Johnson all like I was just gonna ask. We that. know that he's is, not good. Is he a healthy scratch though? Dude, I hope so. Like, because he had that shoulder injury, but, like, do we even know if he's healthy? How, how do we know he's been healthy at any point this year? Yeah, I'm not. That's a fair counter-argument. Like, I mean, he had the back stuff, right? And then he told, told you, Christian, he alleged to you at a charity event that he was good to go. And then we didn't see him for months. Then we wanted his return. And the second he came, we took it all back. Okay, in fairness, he's, I'm pretty sure he said almost 100%, which, is, which is vague. <laughs> so, Could be anything. But the fire in the eyes, guys. The fire in the eyes. Almost is subjective. I cannot believe that we when legit. The scale have... is a thousand percent. <laughs> well, Do you guys remember when we did fire in the eyes analysis? of James Johnson. Unironically, we were just like, he brings edge. I mean, look, when he was fighting for that next contract, he absolutely did have that edge. He had edge. The Heat led the league in edge that year. He looked like an athletic wing player that you would want on your team. He hasn't been that. In- he looked like Justice Winslow does now. More or less. Probably better. I mean, honestly, he looks like somebody who bought a boat with a captain. And it's like, can you really <laughs> blame him? Oh my god! Um, I I like I legit thought Justice was gonna go off tonight. He did not. Um, he only attempted one three, which I kind of like want to see a little bit. His more. first three, which God, I need to do this. I swear to I swear that for the last, I mean, I think he's been doing it for a while now. But he always makes that first three, the first one he takes. So there's so many games where he Can makes the first this? one, and then he misses like four or five after that. <laughs> but where are they hiding James Johnson? Oh, man. How did you you really have that saved? Why, why wouldn't I have it saved? Brian's a good producer today. Hey, plus. That is, that is some of your best producer work that you That is production, bit. ladies and gentlemen. Brian found the Robert Ruberstein sound and the Where is James Johnson sound. Where are they hiding James Johnson? There we go. Production. James Johnson was in hiding where he belonged, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> Eric Spolster, listen, sometimes on this show we're right and sometimes we're wrong. Eric Spolster was right hiding James Johnson in his Oh, my God. Yeah, no arguments um, there. Can we – Um, I do want to get into Josh a little bit because he's bad at high pick and roll. I don't want to say bad. That was mean. Breaking Josh news. is not optimal at high pick and roll. It's um, not his game. He's good I, at a lot of things. I'm. It's going to really, really – I feel like you're going to be wrong on this one, Gianni. Am I? Because it feels, and again, this is totally eye test, and it might just be me overreacting. I'm literally opening synergy as we speak. Yeah, because like at the end of that game, so you know they they get the they, they they get a possession, and Josh runs a high screen and roll with Bam. They trap, and he just he looks like completely deer in headlights, uh, like Jeremy Lin esque, right? So it was a little concerning to me, and. I've always kind of felt this way, and I know that the Heat don't have the best spacing, and I know that he's not like he's not the ball handler, well, or doesn't have the patience that Winslow well, has. Gianni, the, the way that Josh takes advantage of the pick and roll is that he's he's a really good mid range shooter. 
He's been incredible. You know, Christian, I'm so glad that you've said that because a lot of times when this Heat offense stagnates, I am, and I think that the league has gone, like, obviously, we're just shooting threes and layups. But there's, that leaves a market inefficiency for twos. If you're going to get open twos, you take those. Like, okay. Those are not bad so, shots for him. I have it here. Um, uh, as a pick-and-roll ball handler, he's in the 47th percentile when it comes to his scoring possessions, which is, you know, middle of the road. Um, and he's in the 58th percentile when you do his pick-and-rolls, including his passes. So he's slightly above average, yeah. So he's not terrible. You're not terrible. Okay. So I was, I was a little harsh on him. But I love the mid-range. I love that he could step into it. I love that he could shoot the, the three off the dribble so he could pull out. So he has a lot of options. Um, but I love the mid-range. And that turnaround at the end was huge. Mm-hmm. They actually took one away that he hit at the buzzer at the, end of the, the second, at, the, at the end of the third quarter, I think it was. You know, hear three notes since we gave Justice his Justice Better shirt. They are, dude! You have the sound. Can you pull up the sound that Leif got from Justice? From today? From yeah, 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 yeah. Leif, Leif, okay, Leif. Just, just play that video. That's amazing. Hey, wait, hold I on. While, while I'm looking at this incredible stat, 69% of the Heat's possessions this season have been jump shots. What's nice. Good? Right, here's the sound. You rocking your Justice Better t-shirt yet? <laughs> Not yet. Uh, I'm going to wait until after the season, reflect a little bit, <laughs> then uh, I'm going to put it on. He's the best. <laughs> I love that guy. Reflect a little bit. That I is, love him. Dude. That's such a great answer. I'm never touching that shirt. He's never touching that shirt. But he likes it, dude. When Ethan gave it to him, he looked happy. <laughs> he looks so happy when, when Ethan gave it to him. It was wait, great. Wait till he's gonna wear his. Wait till Wait got his shirt. He said he's gonna wear one before a game. Yeah, Dwayne got his. Uh, I don't know if Ethan gave one to Bam or Jay Rich yet. Bam stole the one that they gave Jay Rich in his locker, so he had to oh, give he did? Rich a second one. Yeah, I did not know that. Yep. So what happened? Bam had originally. I guess he saw the shirt. It was in Jay Rich's locker. Ethan saw Bam take it, and so he had to put another one in his locker. I guess that is amazing. Okay, wait, Bam wait, wait. is a t-shirt thief. Okay, wait. I have a question though. What size shirt did you get them? XL. I got, double XL. Well, no, we gave we gave Justice a double XL. I was gonna say, like, I want to know, like, at what point of being super tall and jacked, like, do you not even fit in an XL shirt? Like, nah, but it, it, I think they want to wear it like tight. What do you think Hassan wears? He has to wear, the thing with him. I, that's a good point because I don't even know. Like, you know, what they sell like just regular sizes and they sell tall sizes. Yeah, actually, I have to buy those because I'm, I mean, I'm taller than most people. I'm, I'm like 6'3", but I, I've noticed that they are offering that, especially when you're buying like t-shirts well, Christian, you've and been, shirts and you, stuff like that. You've covered games. Are you, are you like the size of NBA guards? Oh, I mean, I'm 6'3", yeah. I mean, a lot of these guys, especially like, you know, some of these guys that list themselves as 6'4", are doing that with their shoes on. Did you stand next to Dwayne? I don't think Dwayne was playing the game that you, that you got to cover. Oh, uh, no, no. Dwayne is most definitely taller than me. I, I got, by a lot. I got to meet him at the uh, at the season ticket holder casino oh. night thing, but he—I yeah. mean—he was sitting down, but I could tell that he was noticeably. Bigger. So who are you taller on the team then, Dragic? No, I, no. Honestly, that plays nobody. Everybody's six four taller. I'll never forget when we when we talked to Olenek at media day. I was just like, "Wow, this dude's big!" And when he he has long ass legs, and when he sits down on like we had like a little fold out chair. For, to interview him and it's just he has like his knees up to his fucking forehead yeah and no, he's a 
He was a big dude. I saw him sitting too. So he's so weird because you're right about that. On media day, I re- I noticed how big, how much bigger he looks in person than he does on TV. But he's weird to watch because on TV he can't grab any rebound because his arms are too short, and he's just like tapping everything and like <laughs> he's he's weird. He's a tweener. You know, speaking of like arms and stuff like that, I was thinking today, um, like. I would like to see Bam, and I, Bam's play has been incredible on both ends. I kind of would like to see Bam on LeBron and see how that would work, like defensively. Ugh, LeBron would know what to do at this point. I mean, look at I mean, Boris I'm just kidding. Le- Boris Diaw, stop love- LeBron. You say that, but you forget that in the finals, Boris Diaw defended LeBron, and he had no idea what to do. Yeah, I was about to say, I had no issue with that take at all. He glitched. He was like, whoa. What do I do? This is weird. I just feel like LeBron's getting like a pretty bad rapper. Although he deserves all of it. Dude, did you see Kyle Kuzma had to push him into defense? That wasn't he even his guy that he was supposed to guard. Like, I mean, this is what I'm talking about, though. It's just it looks, it's funny. You know what happened with the Heat this year, right? At the end of a game, I forget which game they had to foul late, and Jay Rich kind of quit, and Justice pushed Jay Rich to go foul. Yeah, I think it was the Houston game. That, that, that Chris Paul had the ball and Jay Rich just like stopped running and, jo- and Justice pushed him like, bro, go foul. So I'm sure that that happens more often than we, th- I mean, it's just that team has a microscope. So like I, I've seen that before. Do you know what's a, a cool thing about tonight is that Hassan made his presence felt, but it wasn't really defensively. It was offensively that he made his presence felt because he, uh, of all those turn, uh, rebounds he got, he had nine offensive rebounds in 20 minutes. And it, but the, the Heat had a team high 111 offensive rating when he was on the court. And let me tell you that, like, these kinds of nights are when they need him because Dwayne was missing a lot of shots. They were just missing a lot of shots. And he's a guy that's going to help them by offensive rebounding, he's going to get better shots. Right. I don't want to look this up, but I feel like if you put like two like high volume, oh my god, yes! If you put like two, what did you get? Like, what did you get? Share with the audience. So okay, so uh, my girlfriend made a eggplant parm uh, with also a bowl. Of, I, sh- I guess she kind of made like a baked ziti because she, okay. you know, she made like a little like pasta bowl. It's baked ziti. Okay, it's baked ziti. All right. It's not like baked ziti. Thank it's baked ziti. Yeah. It just you know it looks better. I say thank you. Thank you very much. And thank you for the wine. Anyway. Uh, it's embodied. You're welcome. What was that? I wanted to finish this point and then eat. What was I saying? Hassan. <laughs> Impact belt, offensive rebounds. Oh, yeah. I mean. 111. Yeah. Oh, 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 this is what it was. Um, can you imagine just pairing him with like Dwayne and Dion, especially on nights where they're having rough nights? Because it kind of like. Tonight. <laughs> It can, yeah, it mitigates the damage that they can do when they're having rough shooting nights because he can swallow up a lot of those and just kind of get you some cheap, easy points. That's always been the biggest value that Hassan brings. It's when everything else is clicking that he can be a truly, like, transformational player. And he was great defensively tonight as well. Yeah, he, Alex, um, I, like, I love this bench roll for him. It's amazing. Uh, Chris, don't mute, by the way. Okay, you want to hear me eat? All right, great. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll so, are we assuming that Dragic and Whiteside are both going to continue to come off the bench? That this is just their permanent role now. Um, man, if they keep, but you know how Spo is. So if they keep winning, right? So 
if they win, if they win a couple more games, I, I, I would not be surprised if they just ride with this. I and if they start struggling, I think, I think Hassan is, well, Goran might be the one more likely to return to the starting lineup, but I do think that they like justice. Really? That point guard. I would rather have Dragic next to Winslow. Me too. Over Dion. Over Dion. I, I'd rather have Dion off the bench. Either. Christian agrees. He gives a thumbs up with this. I night. agree with that too. But I would think that Whiteside is the one that's more likely to come back into the starting lineup. They don't want to deal with those problems again. Bam has been so good, though. Yo, you're not gonna find any disagreement from me, man. As long as they start killing a Bam together. I don't even. I don't even mind if Hassan starts over Bam. Like, if I'm being honest, I just rather Bam close just because of the switchability late in games. So if, if Hassan, Hassan was good because he closed the game today. That's why he, he's, he's good with Yeah, he was so happy with Jax. He was, like, smiling. He's just, you know. Oh, yeah, when he's closing the game, he, he, he's, he's, out, he's over there breathing hard. He's looking. His eyes are all over the place. He's, like, trying really hard. You can see it in, in his eyes. Speaking of fire in the eyes. Speaking of fire in the eyes, Hassan. Um, he, man, I'm telling you, he has been really, really good this season. Like, I don't think enough people are talking or highlighting it. I know that Dwayne's been great, and then Justice has really taken a step, and then Bam has also really improved these last couple of weeks. But Hassan has been legit uh, these past these past few weeks. Like he's been le- like these past months. He's been probably I think Christian would would tell you if he wasn't if he didn't have Big Z in his mouth that that the numbers and the plus minus of him on and off the court bear out super positively for him. I thought that they were better as he's a, nodding as a defensively. He's, he's than- nodding. When he, when, when he was on the floor. He absolutely is. Brian, I thought you had a take. No, I was just looking at his numbers. I'm trying to confirm because someone said, I saw in the timeline that someone said that Spolster after the game said that Whiteside's going to remain on the bench. Oh, he is? Oh, bless. But I can't confirm that. So Okay, so, yeah, this, um, the on-off numbers season-wide, uh, Hassan has almost no... Uh, actual influence on the defense. It's 105.4 defensive rating when he's on, 105.6 when he's off. Um, so it's slightly worse when he's off. Where, where his impact's made is that the defense is almost three points per, per 100 possessions better on offense. We're at almost 107 compared to 104 when he's off. That's actually really surprising. It's the value that he brings on those boards, man. Like rebounding, you know, they, they kind of – the way rebounding's talked about a lot, they, they, people look at it defensively, but rebounding is, is a big part of the game. Um, and you can influence a game on both sides of the court. Sometimes, like the way he did tonight with almost 10 offensive rebounds in 20 minutes, like that's, that swings a game violently because those are 10 positions you're not supposed to have. Or so it's big for the Heat because they're so, they have so many different places where they're kind of unreliable to score. And when you're just creating extra possessions, that's big for a team like them. Because I feel like, you know, they're not, they're not reliable at all to score. So I, I, I'm trying to find the stat, but somebody posted the other day about Hassan's box outs. I don't know if either of you saw it. Um, yeah, I mean, Bam had I, a lot more. I've been looking at that all season, and it's, con- it's always been consistent that Bam gets more box outs than Hassan, but but the I rebound rate's the same when they're on the floor. Because Hassan doesn't need to box I was going to say the same thing. So I, I, have, I, have the, I have the numbers right here. So Hassan, in 17 minutes per game, has 3.3 box outs per game. Uh, Bam, with 15 minutes per game, has 11 box outs per game. Over his first three games, 40 minutes, Whiteside has six total box outs. And in game four alone, Bam has 15 box outs in 
This is an old tweet. I I bought. I got the wrong one. Right. I mean, like, don't get me wrong. There, <laughs> I got some shit from 2018 in the playoffs. It's okay. I mean, I like, mean, it might be the same anyway. I have another stat that Anthony Chang posted saying that when Whiteside started, or not started, he came off the bench in 2015-16. That was the year when Amari Stoudemire used to start. Remember that? Yes. Good times. Okay, I love he, Amari. He averaged 16.5 points, slow point eight rebounds in 30 games off the bench. Those were better times. I'm drinking. I'm so mad that I read the wrong depth. This guy had more. This guy is on. This Simon Smith guy is on the white side and bam, box out beat. Tells he tweeting about this in 2018 for it again now. Hey, don't get mad at him. You were reading. I'm, I, I'm hey, too don't trash on him. He uh, he. Every now and then he actually points to some stuff that like nobody's really talking about. That's actually significant. So. Follow Simon Smith. He seems like a cool dude. Yeah. Now if I could, let me just. I feel I'm, I'm I'm lashing out. <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't mean to like throw you off there. Did he? Did he? Okay, here we go. Um, Hassan Whiteside minutes thirteen hundred forty six. Bam thirteen hundred fifty. So about the same total box outs. Hassan two twenty one. Bam four ninety two. Yeah, that's a big difference. That's a basically Bam is almost boxing out more than twice as much as Hassan, and yet their rebound rate is exact, almost the same. Bam has to be disciplined. He doesn't have this ridiculous size and length advantage that Hassan does. Is anybody in the league longer than Hassan? Serious question. Serious question. Because Boban. Baines. Oh, Boban. Okay, yeah, Boban probably. Aaron Baines is enormous. Aaron Baines is. I don't think he's longer. I don't think he's longer though. Like Hassan's Hassan's reach is crazy. Giannis and Embiid. Yeah, but Giannis doesn't have that upper body strength. Like something that I've always made a big deal about. About you remember when we were going through? Is Hassan's like? Are they? Are the numbers real? During like the first year when he was like when they first introduced him, he was coming off the bench, and then like they started him like. I remember thinking, like, well, is this rebounding real? Or is this, like, is this impact fake? And the number that I looked at was contested rebounds. Like, how are you rebounding in traffic? And his rebounding in traffic numbers were, I think, only second to DeMarcus Cousins at the time, uh, who was, I think, still a king. And, like, if you're rebounding through contact at that rate, I was like, this is real, right? It's not, you're not just collect, you're not just compiling stats, Right, you're you're rebounding through traffic. You're rebounding over other guys with your body strength and with your position and all that stuff. So, Mo Bamba has a seven foot ten wingspan. Yeah, that was oh, like yes. a big deal. Right. The, the no, song? No, that's right. Mo Bamba has a ridiculous wingspan. Too bad he's not good. Uh, I think it's a little early to rule out any of these young yeah, guys. Yeah. I mean, young like, bigs, young oh, now, now the current NBA players, it's him and Rudy Gobert that are over white sign for wingspan. Yo, NBA Twitter loves to come out and say that a young guy, a rookie or sophomore, is bad, and they and people love to like proclaim it within the first year or two. Sometimes you know, like and Josh Jackson. All, you no, know. Hold on, but then we all get surprised when they're twenty five or twenty six. Like, hmm, justice. They're not horrible. They're just okay. They're fine. Look at the Aaron Fox. He was a damn punchline. Literally everybody. They're, everybody's better four years later. Like. I don't, you know, whatever. Sexton's going to be a fine point guard. Where he's like, oh, he's bad. Like, yo, I've. People were trashing on Trey Young. Look at him now. Yeah, seriously. No, but the Trey Young thing, that part of that had to do with Luca, like, you know, them, them giving up the Luca. People pick. were trashing him in Summer League because he was 
missing. He was bad in summer league. Some, you can make the case that, <laughs> that Atlanta won the he trade. He was bad in summer league. <laughs> I, I don't know who said it. I don't know if it was on Count the Dings or the Low Post, but somebody's like, if a guy balls out in Summer League and, like, NBA Twitter gets a hold of him, like, we're yes. hipsters to that guy. Yes. I heard that. Like we, yeah, we're like, we're like hipsters on whoever the hell balls out at Summer League. Bro, Josh Hart won MVP in Summer League. and look Yo, at him. That's how James Ennis became a Heat legend. I remember. King James Ennis. And LeBron had left, so we needed something. <laughs> we needed something. What a I, fucking I time. Didn't have... he dunk? Was, was that? He Rasul Butler, rest in peace, Rasul. But he dunked on his I think he's ball. actually dead, Chris. I know. That's why I said rest in peace. <laughs> I wasn't sure if you knew. I was like, oh, my God. This I is know. insanely insensitive. James Ennis metaphorically killed him. But I know that he's also very dead in the ground or burned somewhere. So, yeah. That's so bad. That's so bad. <laughs> Yeah. Hello, friends. This is Josh Appel from Smart Your Territory. And I'm Mr. Bill 11. And we are officially on the road to WrestleMania. It is point at the WrestleMania sign, Sizzin, Bill. If, if you need to get to WrestleMania, we can be your Uber drivers on the road to WrestleMania. I mean, what? You ruined it. You, you ruined it. I, I like it. I think we could make some money doing that. WrestleMania season is here. Stick with us here on Smart Your Territory, the Five Reasons Sports Network's pro wrestling podcast. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.